Better is one day in your house than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day with Jesus. Better is one day in the presence of God than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day filled with the spirit of glory. Better is a moment of intimacy with the supreme power that governs all beings than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day at peace in ordinariness with God than thousands striving for fame and respect. Today we're talking about presence, presence with God right now, being with God right now. And I want to start by, whoa, uh, I want to start by showing you a video. Yes, Joe, thank you. Uh, I want to start by showing you a video, and um, I'm not sure, okay, we're not sure it's going to work. We'll give it a go. It's also potentially a little bit weird, I'm not sure about this, we'll see, uh, but it's from uh Probably is one of my favorite films called The Tree of Life. And, um, oh, <laughs> act it out. You could actually just show the, f- actually, if we just show the footage, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I can just read out what he says. So, uh, the story of The Tree of Life it follows a family uh, called the O'Briens, and it follows them along their journey of coping with the loss of one of their children. And especially follows the journey of how their oldest son, Jack, is affected by the contrasting presence of both parents. Uh, the father is kind of associated with the way of uh, nature. They describe it as the way of nature and the way of grace. And the father is the way of nature. It's all about getting ahead in this world. And the mum uh, embodies this way of grace. Um, and so in this particular scene, we see Mr. O'Brien, the father, realizing something about his life and how it's affecting his family. So it sounds like we haven't actually got any sound for it, but it's quite a beautiful uh, set of visuals. So maybe just soak them in and then I'll tell you actually what he says. And it's mostly done through uh, like a whispered voiceover as if he's praying. So he doesn't speak the words like in front of you. Okay. So don't worry if you didn't get too much from that. Um, But this is what he says. I wanted to be loved because I was great, a big man. I'm nothing, but the glory around us, the trees and the birds, I lived in shame. I dishonored it all. I didn't notice the glory, a foolish man. So it's really sad. (laughs) It's quite depressing, really. Because he's spent his life missing out on um, God. But it's kind of all redeemed in the next scene where uh, his wife says, the only way to be happy is to love. Unless you love, your life will flash by. So I'm just going to leave that thought with you. Um, Uh, last week, Tony, you know, Tony was pointing out how we've been examining the freedom bought for us. He said, "He said uh, life's not about getting through; it's but it's about sharing with Jesus, acquiring His character." So the question that I want to ask this morning is, um, like Mister O'Brien, the guy just in the film, have we got our eyes on a goal 
that distracts us from the presence of God here and now. And today's talk is, from, from me really, it's a reaction to one thing that Jesus says in John 17, verse 3. Um, and it's something that me and Hannah kind of had a chat through and we both found it really powerful. And um, this is what he says. This is, this is the kind of full quote. Now this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, that they know you. The word Jesus uses for know here, it doesn't indicate a kind of casual familiarity. It's not like just a sort of a thought, passing thought that's in the past. Um, we can get a sense of what it means by where else this word is used. And so uh, in Luke one thirty four, um, we see that the same word for no is used when Mary is speaking about this. She says, and Mary, a virgin, said to the angel, how will this be since I do not know a man? And so this is kind of a cultural um, uh, metaphor that they use. They use this word no to suggest the most intimate kind of a sexual union that is possible. Um, and so she's saying, so this word no, you know, I think it, it can have loads of meanings, like in our language, no means a lot of things, but um, I'm, I'm just absolutely sure that it, it means to know experientially, especially through first-hand experience. And it's an intimate, personal, experiential, direct knowing of God that leads to life and fulfillment in the here and now. So this is why I think, I mean, Hannah found it so powerful. It's just so, there's, there's huge implications for this, right? Um, and I think to be like Jesus... And to have the mind of Jesus, the mind of Christ, means to be fully alive to the glory of God and the presence of God and to feel close to God in each and every moment. And I think this is what we want, isn't it? We want to feel close to God. We want to share our lives with uh, that loving presence with us everywhere we go, to walk in the garden like Adam and Eve in complete um, closeness and friendship and fellowship with God without with complete vulnerability. We want to have our anxieties replaced with powerful peace and we want to have our dull and ordinary lives flooded with light and richness and fullness. At the weekend away, we were talking about uh, this side of Jesus that we were kind of recognizing that Jesus is a was a man so at ease with himself, completely comfortable and cool and calm, never rushing or hurried. Um, he seemed to carry an immensely powerful presence with him. And he was a powerful man who changed the world. And yet he was also the kind of person who savored and celebrated God's glory in, in the lilies and in the birds and witnessed it all. Nothing passed him by. 
wherever he went, the ordinary became extraordinary. Am I right? Yes. So I'm captivated by this side of Jesus at the moment. And he's the one who says to us, this is eternal life to know you. So the reality is today, we've, we've found the answer to the meaning of life. We've found our, our heart's desires. Like the desire of the world is, is already found. It's been, it's been presented, it's been revealed. And the true purpose of mankind has been shown to us. And it's not found in a CV. It's not found in money or sex or power. And it's not found in fame or popularity. And it's not even found in achieving moral perfection. It's found in a relationship with the creator in the here and now. And this is a radically different vision of what it means to be a fulfilled, successful, beautiful human being living a successful life. And so if if we take this in, now that we know this, what reason is there anymore to postpone our happiness until some far off day? And I feel like this leaves us with the question, are we missing out on more of God because we're, our eyes are in the future? There's a moment in the Old Testament uh, where Jacob has this amazing realization. He says, surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. Are we ready to have our Jacob moment this morning? Is this your Jacob moment? God is saying, open your eyes. Look to see where God is now, in your present moment. And I'm going to tell you a few stories of how this has been happening in my own life. And so I want to ask you, have you been missing out on experiencing more of God? Because like me, you've been really busy too busy and it's making you self-absorbed. Or maybe like me, you've also been in a place where you've been dreaming up these big ambitions and your mind is set over there, just always slightly postponed into the future. And God's saying, and I'm, I'm not saying just to clarify that ambitions are bad or that we should stop having ambitions but that God needs to be in them in the here and now as we pursue them. So a little bit of a story, something that happened to me. Uh, basically, I've been um, in a time of real busyness with my work, and um, I guess you guys probably know what it's like to be busy. You know, <laughs> I mean, we all do, don't we? Um, it's just been really... like fully demanding of my time and attention lots of late nights and it just feels like there's very little time to sort of switch off always on always on and it's it's put me in this mindset of um always thinking about productivity efficiency um basically just doing everything just getting through like tony said um and so now that I'm coming out of this time, all of a sudden, 
I've got, my work is not demanding so much my time, which is amazing. But I've realized, you know, I've, I've, I want, I've been wanting time to seek God and connect with God. And I've been missing feeling close to him. So in sort of preparing for this morning, I, I went to walk in Snuff Mills because I just love to surround myself with the beauty of creation. And I wanted to meet, meet with God in that, in that place. But something wasn't right. It wasn't working. Uh, and I could, see, I could see around me that it was beautiful, but I felt somehow disconnected and I felt distracted and desensitized to the world around me. And it was just these loud thoughts. Uh, and I found myself um, getting really frustrated and distracted by all the people, starting to feel grumpy. Like, oh, I wish, wish there weren't so many people here getting in my way. I wish I could be alone. Uh, and I'd find each time someone would walk past, it would completely interrupt my thoughts. You know, and I'd I'd start thinking about all these social cues, like how do I how do I present myself right? You know, um, shall I smile? You know, pe- do people smile in snuff mills? I mean, it's not like the street; you don't smile on the street, but you smile to people in your snuff mills because it's like a nice place and everyone's everyone's kind of happy, and there's not that many people, so you can afford to do it. But that guy just ignored me, so maybe I shouldn't smile at the next guy. Oh, he said hi. Uh, morning. Oh, wait, it's eight o'clock at night. Um, how embarrassing. Oh, no. Oh, no, I was supposed to be praying, and I'm thinking about all this stuff. Oh, I wish I could just get some space to myself. You know, it's just on and on and on, and I've just so distracted, so distracted. And this went on for quite a long time. It's quite frustrating, isn't it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect with God, you know? Um, and eventually, uh, I, I remembered the lyrics to a favorite song of mine. Very simple. It just goes, I'll get smaller, you get bigger. And it's like the crescendo of the song. It just goes round and round. And this song and this sort of moment in the song and these words, it reminded me of um, times being completely absorbed in worship. It, It reminded me of the God that I love, you know, the one I know deeply. And um it took me i guess it reminded me of those joyous times of worship where you get completely caught up and in love and adoration for god and and in those times you kind of can find your sense of self just melt away into a peaceful abiding with god um you know those those lyrics like better is one day in your courts better is one day in your house you feel like you're in the house of god in those moments so i just continued to pray it i'll get smaller you get bigger and soon i found that i could pass people people were passing me uh and my mind wasn't jumping all over the place back into the tyranny of that self-consciousness um i was free to stop thinking about myself and to be absorbed in the glory around me and feel like I could see God around me. Um, I could enjoy the flowers and hear the birds. I could notice the colors. And I could contemplate the power behind it all that joins it all together. The one in whom we live and move and have our being. And I felt a stillness come upon me, even though I was moving. 
And so this experience kind of started to make me see that I'd become stuck in my thought patterns because I was so concerned with uh, my busyness and what that did was put me in a place of just always analyzing my performance and all about optimization and efficiency and I didn't know how to stop. You know, I think there's a place for all of these ways of thinking and they're really helpful and necessary and good but then they weren't in their place. And also in my desires to fit in and not be embarrassed and be a nice person and so on, I was actually being really self-absorbed, which is funny because you don't want to be self-absorbed around everyone else, do you? Uh, That's seen as a bad thing. But really that's what was happening to me is I was being self-absorbed. I couldn't think about anything but myself and how I was being perceived. Um, And I guess I just wonder if some of us might feel in this place right now, just like the on switch is on and I'm not sure how to quiet, (laughs) not sure how to connect with God because I'm just always slightly jumping forward into the next thing. And I guess like the constant stimulus of life that our brains are like designed to jump on board with can kind of trap us in this sense of self-absorption and self-consciousness that we want to get out of. Maybe we want to be in the present but we can't like get off the train. Let's just... <laughs> we want to be caught up in wonder and awe of God's creation. We want to be caught up in his presence wherever we go. And I guess it's it's like a trick, isn't it? In our efforts to become something in the future, we can end up missing out on the only thing that matters, which is connection with God in the here and now. So I'm, what I'm not saying is that the Christian life is supposed to be passive and disengaged. And we're supposed to stop pursuing things in our life, you know, that matter. Not, you know, we're not supposed to become really irresponsible and stop all of our activities. Um, it's more that um, we try and achieve these things on our own. Um, I think... You know, God wants to, us to inv- invite him into all of our activities. We want to invite his presence into our every activity. But if we wait until our activities are completed, before we do that, we'll forever be postponing our joy in him and our, our recognition of him in our present moment. We might like Mr. O'Brien in the video, miss out on the glory of God in the here and now. I've got another little story. I guess when I was a teenager, I had this sense that uh, God stuff was very serious business, you know, very serious business, you know, finding out about God, praying and worship. Oh, yes, very serious. Come on, bow your heads, close your eyes. Try really hard. And um, I was actually really quite good at that. <laughs> um, uh, but that, that was, you know, I felt that God was very serious business. And that was until I met a marvelous weirdo called Timothy Coningsby. We called him Timmy Wimmy or Wimstar. And um, he's got a lot of names. Um, and it was something about Timmy. He had this way of pursuing God in the highs as well as the lows. 
I was pursuing God, you know, in my lows, basically. Just like kind of only, I, I was seeking God and finding God and having experiences with God, but mainly when things were going bad. But Timmy had this sort of energy that he was just like an addict, you know, just looking for God highs. Um, and what that meant, you know, there's, there's balance to these things, but, but what that meant for me is that there's something about his wild and bouncy, crazy energy that offended me. Um, but it was also clearly full of God's spirit. And I felt that I'd had met with God's love in depths of sadness and weakness. But Timmy's presence showed me that I could expect to find God in the depths of laughter and silliness and, and busyness and, like, and you know, energy um, and activity. And now I know, sort of after going on, this sort of spurred a journey for me where I start to say, can I, can I sort of have the same sense that I get in worship where I'm bowing my head and being really still? Um, the same sense of closeness with God in a in playing football, you know, or um, I don't know what else. Uh, maybe walking through town in crowds of people coming at you, and it's all like a bit mad, and you're going shopping. And can you know? Can I can I get a sense of God's presence there and see where God is around me there? Um, or maybe playing with with little ones, like little kids. Can I feel God's presence there with me and recognize I'm doing all things with him? I believe that in these, even in these like really busy activities, we can search for and uh, revel in that Jacob moment. Surely the Lord was in this place all along, but I was not aware of it. And it's so... It is what we want. It's what it's what our hearts desire is is that closeness with him in the here and now. And I feel that I guess the heart that searches for him, I guess the the, the kind of prayer that comes to mind is the kind of prayer where you're praying, Lord, show me show me where you are right now. I'm waiting. Show me. I, I want to see where you are in this present moment. So, let's pray to finish. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to invite you into our unexpected moments the moments where we're not waiting for you usually. We don't expect you to show up. We want to invite you into those. Would you open our eyes to begin to see you and um, share each moment with you? I'm sorry for where I haven't put you first because it means I'm missing out on so much of you. Would you reveal yourself to us, Lord, in your creation, in your people, your church, in your world, in your word, even? 
and in even in ourselves and our activities. Would you show us your glory, Lord, in all the places we go? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I've got one final silly thought for you. Um, I heard someone say that um, God doesn't suffer from anonymity, like oh, he's just not famous enough and he needs to, you know, we... We can't find him. We don't know where he is. He suffers from the opposite, which is called hypernonymity. Fancy word, eh? Meaning he's so all-pervasive and everywhere that we find it hard to recognize where he is because he's everywhere. <laughs> um, and he's so all-pervasive that we're like fish uh, swimming along in our school. School of fishes going this way. When another fish comes in the opposite direction and says... How's the water today? And we all reply, what's water? <laughs> so there you go. Amen. <laughs>